0: Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for November 29. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. In his book, The Right Questions, the late Philip Johnson wrote that at the heart of the cultural changes today is the sharp divergence between two very different worldviews. The Christian view that states, as in John chapter 1, verses 1-4, through four, in the beginning was the Word and scientific materialism that says, in the beginning were the particles. Philip Johnson was Professor of Law at the University of California, Berkeley, for over 30 years. In an earlier chapter in his book, Johnson observed that in the beginning was the word is dismissed as a non-cognitive utterance of religion, and therefore one that cannot be evaluated in terms of true or false. On the other hand, he also draws attention to an unquestioned assumption that stands behind scientific naturalism, namely, that the laws and the particles existed, and that these two things, plus chance, had to do all the creating. In this context, Johnson points out that everyone needs to ask the right questions, especially with respect to the assumptions that stand behind scientific materialism. For example, he draws attention to President Clinton's announcement in June 2000, with a breakthrough in the understanding of the human genome. Today we are learning the language in which God created life. We are gaining ever more awe for the complexity, the beauty, the wonder of God's most divine and sacred gift. And Francis Collins, the scientific director of the government's Human Genome Project, said, It is humbling for me and awe inspiring to realize that we have caught the first glimpse of our instruction book, previously known only to God. Johnson comments that both statements seem to say that the genome research actually supports the view that a supernatural mind designed the instructions that guide the immensely complex biochemical processes of life. He also notes the negative implications, namely that Clinton and Collins seem to be repudiating the central claim of evolutionary naturalism, which is that exclusively natural causes like chance and physical law produced all the features of life yet he also notes that most leading biologists reject the notion of God and God's involvement. But can the clear statements of John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 be easily dismissed as a crutch for those who need such a foundation for life? In the beginning was the Word, we read, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And in John chapter 1, verse 14, we read, And the Word became flesh, and lived amongst us, and we have seen His glory, the glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. In his prologue, John speaks of the pre-existence of the Word of God. From all eternity the Word has been enthroned in the magnificence of the glory of heaven. But John also speaks of the incarnation of the Word. He is a person who took up residence with us. And John tells us that the Word incarnate was full of grace and truth. We have seen His glory, He testifies. John was either spinning a falsehood or witnessing to a truth that is beyond human invention. Indeed, the Gospel of John together with the three other Gospels, reveal a transcendent figure. The esteemed ancient historian Dr. Edwin Judge once commented, An ancient historian has no problem seeing the phenomenon of Jesus as a historical one. The writings that sprang up about Jesus also reveal to us a movement of thought and an experience of life so unusual that something much more substantial than the imagination is needed to explain it. Furthermore, Paul the Apostle, in his letter to the Colossians, chapter 1 and verse 5, speaks of the Gospel as the word of the truth. He could have left out any reference to the words, the truth, but he doesn't. He wants to stress that the Christian message is true. Paul's words reflect not only the words of the Gospel of John, but also those of Luke, who states that he had verified his account of Jesus Christ with eyewitnesses. Strange as it may seem, the Bible accounts of Jesus are verifiable and true. Over the years, the Christian Church has been criticised for taking a Western religion to other cultures. But what we often forget is that Christianity is not a Western faith. Its origins are in the Middle East. More significant is the point that Paul is making in Colossians chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, the Christian gospel is for all the world. All this brings us back to the question of knowledge. When we ask the right questions, we discern that there are some essential assumptions that undergird scientific or philosophical naturalism, assumptions that cannot be tested and which require, in themselves, a step of faith. On the other hand, the step of faith in the statement that there is a Creator God is not a blind step. Its essence is grounded in a verifiable historical figure, Jesus This is the Jesus Christ to whom the Colossian believers had responded. It is the good news that Jesus brings that we need to embrace ourselves and introduce to others around us today. Let me pray. It's a prayer for the first Sunday in Advent, which is coming this week. Almighty God, give us grace so that we may cast away the works of darkness and put on the armour of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came amongst us in great humility, so that on the last day, when He comes again in His glorious majesty to judge the living and the dead, we may rise to life immortal, through Him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, now and for ever. Amen. John Mason is the speaker and writer of this week's podcast. The prayers are from an Australian prayer book 1978 and the opening and closing music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. you.